This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, we know that the impact of the vaccinations that will occur over the next few months could very well have an impact on how the U.S. economy recovers over the next several months. But to what extent? The Penn Wharton budget model has done some in-depth inquiries into this area in a variety of new reports, one being the epidemiological and economic effects of the COVID vaccine this year in 2021. Joining us to take a look at their reporting, Alex Arnon, who is a senior analyst at the Penn, uh, Penn Wharton budget model. Alex, great to talk to you again. Hi, great to talk to you. Thanks for having me on again. Thank you. So take us into exactly what you were looking for for this report. Sure. So some quick background. Uh, you know, we, we are have been looking at what are the factors that are keeping economic activity so much below where it was before the pandemic. And then also what are the factors driving the very closely related uh, social distancing behavior uh, that, that has emerged this year. Uh, and so, you know, what we find is that at this point in the pandemic, really what's holding back the economy is very much the direct effects of the pandemic. Uh, and what that means is that unlike earlier this year, where sort of economic activity collapsed everywhere all at once, regardless of whether there were actually a significant number of cases in a place, uh, economic activity now is much more closely linked to how bad pandemic conditions are locally. And so uh, what that means is that the vaccination, uh, the vaccines, in addition to being a, you know, incredible uh, public health boon and, and a great thing for people personally, um, they are really a direct form of stimulus, of economic stimulus, because uh, what is holding people back is the very rational fear of getting infected. And the vaccines are going to significantly reduce that fear. Uh, and so we're trying to quantify, basically, given, you know, how quickly we can plausibly scale up vaccinations um, versus where we are today, uh, how much how much stimulus effect really would we expect from that? So the headline number or data point out of this is the projection of the rise in the amount of vaccinations we will see. The report says that if we are, you know, roughly around one and a half million vaccinations per day now, if you're able to raise that number and double it, then you could see a significant impact in terms of people getting back into the workforce and as well with real GDP. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we we are we looked um, we focused on the case of roughly doubling from where we are today. That would get us up to about three million shots being delivered each day. Uh, and if we managed to do that, you know, we think the economy would look very, very different and much better this summer in particular, uh, as well as later in the year. But uh, the differences diminish. Um, but really, this is about is the economic recovery sort of going to continue? Uh, you know, we're, we're recovering, but uh Things are, are could be going faster, and if we manage to scale up vaccinations, we think we really could see quite a bit faster recovery uh, in the labor market and in terms of GDP. We're joined uh, by Alex Arnon of the Penn Borton uh, Budget Model. Now, I, I guess the question for some people right now is that we've seen these new variants of the virus start to pop up here in the United States. What potential impact might they have as we move forward? Yeah, so this was a huge factor in our analysis. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, the, 
the uh, what, what ends up happening with these variants, which so far at least is not looking super uh, optimistic, um, it's going to have a really big impact, especially late in the year. Uh, so, so in our analysis, we decided to, you know, looking at the data that we have so far, even though it is uncertain, um, we're assuming that the substantially more transmissible variants really take over by the spring, and then uh, by the end of the year, that's basically uh, that's basically all new infections are going to be from one of the newer and more transmissible variants. Um, so, you know, there is a, a big factor here now is we're sort of in a race of how many vaccinations can we deliver versus how quickly uh, will these new variants spread. And that's really the biggest factor determining what the economy and what our lives are going to look like in the summer, I think. Um, later in the year, you know, we think basically if these new variants do end up spreading the way that they seem to be on their way to. Uh, there's really not much we can do to prevent some resurgence in cases late in the year. And, and that's just because there's inevitably, even in the best case, going to be a lot of people who are not, not vaccinated, uh, have not been infected before, and so will still be potentially susceptible to getting sick. Uh, and, and I think, you know, unless we're going to uh, force all the people who don't want vaccines to take them, which would be, which would be a little crazy, um, there's not that much we can do about that. Um, but but it's going to be, I think, uh, you know, it's not going to be nearly as bad as what we've experienced so far. Um, but yes, unfortunately, uh, I think, you know, we would be looking at a much rosier picture were it not for the emergence of these new variants. So it sounds like that the, the level of vaccinations you're expecting to, to peak significantly over the next couple of months. And, and I guess that we should expect that now with some of the uh, the conversation coming out of the White House about uh, the amount of vaccine being able to be acquired and out in the public will come a little bit earlier than first thought, correct? Yes, yes. I mean, very, very encouraging developments in terms of the supply. Uh, you know, I think that when we put these uh, put this analysis together, we considered you know, what would happen if we were able to get up to four million shots a day. Uh, and at the time, that seemed kind of like a crazy, like, well, there's no way we could ever actually get there. Uh, now that seems, you know, that's plausible. I don't know if I would say it's likely, but it, it right. definitely seems within the realm of plausibility. And uh, and I mean, that reflects both you know, the the extent to which they've been able to lock in purchases, uh, but then also just how, you know, there's still a lot of uncertainty, but we've had some pretty encouraging signs on how quickly things are able to ramp up just in terms of the infrastructure uh, you need to deliver shots to people. And that hopefully addresses the issue of herd immunity as we move forward in 2021. Yeah, so no matter what, you know, I think, uh, you know, herd immunity, it's important to keep in mind this is not a, a you know, a definite state you're either in or out. You get closer to herd immunity, and the closer you are, the easier it is to keep things under control. So, you know, our estimate is that given how many people are uh, saying at least that they will not get vaccinated this year, uh, given the fact that there is not a vaccine for children at this point, we think probably we will not really be able to get to full herd immunity, you know, kind of a, a really secure state until the very end of the year after we've experienced a second wave. Uh, but the vaccine, uh, you know, is going to give uh, is, is really even if we're not all the way there, uh, just being even having 50 percent of the population immune, 60 percent, you know, the, the closer you are, the easier it is to uh, keep spread under control. Uh, and so no matter what, we're looking at a substantial improvement relative to, to where we were last year. 
Uh, and, you know, there's just not going to be as much scope for uh, the virus to spread going forward, even in the relatively pessimistic scenarios. And the expectation is if, if this pattern were, be, were to be able to continue on its current path and you see the uh, rise in vaccinations, that in terms of the people getting back into the workforce, we should see a significant rise, uh, especially in the second half of the year. Yeah, this the the effects on the labor market that we project are are, diff, are largest in the summer, which is when you know it makes the biggest difference how quickly you're able to vaccinate people. Because uh, you know, under even if we only got up to two million a day, say by the end of the year, we would have been able to vaccinate most of the people uh, who want it, or, or almost everybody. Uh, so, so really, it's the it's you know the the, the middle uh, third quarter of the year is probably where this is going to have the biggest effect, and we think it'll have a big effect that, you know, we can be looking at a difference of a couple million jobs in July and August. Right. Uh, and and that will really just reflect um, how the extent to which people are comfortable going back to, you know, a lot of the economic activities that we have not been able to do recently. Um, and, and that obviously is going to be highly contingent on the vaccine. Um, and, you know, I guess there's a factor that, that we sort of uh, we don't we don't deal with explicitly, but, you know, People have to believe in the vaccine, uh, which we think, even though there is a, a fair amount of skepticism right now, we really think it. once people see it, uh, that uh, that they're going to they're going to realize what a wonderful thing it actually is. And so one of the big statistics that we talk about a lot on this show, uh, it ends up being the impact on GDP. And it looks like from some of the data that you've collected uh, that Q2 of this year is really the period of time that you expect to see a, a very, very strong surge? Yeah, basically Q2 and Q3 this year, um, we should see, uh, you know, we're expecting very rapid growth. I think uh, most forecasters are expecting very rapid growth. Um, and, and of course, all of that is contingent on uh, the vaccine. Um, and I think, you know, no matter what, we're headed towards a substantial recovery. But as we show, you know, just exactly what that, how sharp that recovery looks uh, is going to depend on how quickly we can ramp up the vaccination delivery. What's the takeaway of uh, of this report for you? The takeaway is get shots in arms as quickly as possible. Um, yeah. You know, if you if you can get the vaccine, you should get it. Um, it's not just uh, for personal health and safety; it's also for uh, you know public health and the economy in general. Um, you know, people, um, hopefully we can get to a place pretty soon where we can restore some degree of economic normalcy. And, uh, you know, the vaccine is truly an incredible thing. There is not, um, there is rarely such a, a pure positive benefit in economics. Uh, you know, that's really, a, it's, it's the best kind of stimulus we could want. Great having you with us again today, Alex. Thanks very much for your time. All right. Thank you. It's great to Thanks. Here. Alex Arnon, who is a senior analyst at the Penn Wharton Budget Model. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.